0: From One World Trade Center in Manhattan, overlooking dozens of golf courses that will never have us as members, this is the Golf Digest Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Golf Digest Podcast. This is Sam Wyman. Our guest today is Paige Speranik. Now, who is Paige Sparenik? If you're asking that question, then you probably haven't been paying close enough attention on social media. Paige Sparenik is a former college golfer at San Diego State University who, in the past year, has gone from about 5,000 followers on Instagram to 500,000 followers. But she's also serious about her golf game. She last week played in the Ladies European Tour Dubai Ladies Masters, it was her first pro tournament, and it was humbling. Paige had gone in hoping to prove herself as a professional golfer, and she missed the cut. But she also came away with a brand-new perspective on her game and where she is and what she needs to do next. So joining me right now from Scottsdale, Arizona is Paige Sporanic. Paige, uh, thanks for joining us. No worries. Glad to be here. So let's talk a little bit about last week, which was your professional debut. The Ladies European Tour it was the Dubai Ladies Masters, which um, had some good parts and some bad parts. The bad parts was uh, 77, 79, and a miscut, but also <laughs> a, a pretty good learning experience. So talk me, through, well, talk me through first what your expectations were going into that.
0: I didn't really have any expectations because it was my first professional event, and I was extremely nervous, and I didn't know how I was going to handle it. Um, Obviously I didn't handle it all that well, (laughs) Um, I love kind of the moment and the pressure gets me, but I did learn a lot, it was a great learning experience, I grew up a lot and I think it was the best thing for my golf game.
1: I think we had touched upon this earlier that when you're playing college golf, like the most pressure filled tournament you played in was maybe the conference championships in college. But even there, you sort of have the protection of your teammates. Here, it's all about you, and you also have the added complication of you being in the field as a sponsor's invite. So how much outside pressure did you feel given that?
0: Yeah, I mean, in college, you're representing your university, you know, and it, you have four other girls with you at the tournament, so you always can rely on them, and they're there to support you, and if you do have a bad round, you know, you can – have your teammates there for you. And so that's a little bit different coming from college false and then going, you know, straight into professional where it's just you're out there by yourself. <laughs> you know, if you play bad, there's there's no one else there but but you. And, that you know, that put a lot of pressure on me too that if I, if I played bad, everyone was going to know about it. And it, that was scary for me because um, I was really nervous and I wanted to play well and I wanted to prove myself. And I wanted to – post a good score but it was just the pressure and I was so nervous like on the first hole uh the first day my hands were shaking so bad and my legs like my whole body I couldn't even like hold on to the club and I ended up hitting it like 20 yards because it just snapped so hard left and I was like okay today is today is gonna suck it's gonna be bad and I ended up making par and it kind of calmed me down a bit but I have never played where I was that nervous before. So it was it was good to kind of experience that.
1: <laughs> you know, you talk to you guys who play in the Ryder Cup or play in major championships and a lot of the times they say they have that initial uh, rush of nerves and it's paralyzing in some ways and then they eventually settle down. Some guys don't. Sometimes it's you know some guys are nervous the whole time. Did you at any point settle down where you felt like you were just playing golf? No. <laughs> I was
0: I was so nervous the entire time. I turned to my caddy and I was like, does it get better? Does it get easier? Like, when does the nauseousness, like, go away? And when can I just actually play golf? Like I said, this was just on another level for me. And I've never experienced this kind of pressure before or just having expectations on you. But usually when I go out, it's just kind of like me playing golf and I'm playing for myself and the pressure is all self-induced. But now it's like, oh, gosh, like. I have to play well because if I don't, it's going to be posted here and it's going to be posted there <laughs> and then people are going to say this and they're going to say that. And I mean, I obviously shouldn't have been thinking about that and that's kind of something that I did learn is I can't let, you know, outside opinions affect me because it, it definitely did and, you know, I'm I'm still 22 and I'm, I'm not confident with my game or myself and I, you know, I still have my insecurities and I think that was exposed this last week when i was playing and i i was worried about what everyone was going to say because i didn't have that inner confidence to be like no like i deserve to be here i'm ready to play i'm a good golfer and that affected me and so i learned to just kind of be confident in myself and in the process that i'm doing and know that i'm on the right track and that was probably the biggest thing that i learned this week
1: to some extent correct me if i'm wrong you know, your reaction was a surprise because obviously it, it all hits you at once. But you, you hinted to me that maybe you saw some of this coming. Like when you got the invite from the tournament organizers, you were excited. It was a great opportunity, but you were also sort of petrified at even thinking about it. So talk me through when you first received the invite and the preparation leading up to this past tournament.
0: So I got the invite back in July, and it was about, they called me about a week after my Instagram kind of started to um, get out there a bit, mm-hmm. and so all of that was very overwhelming. And then once I got the call, I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is real! Like this, I'm gonna have to go play." And at the time, I think I only had probably like twenty thousand followers. And even at that moment, I was like, "Oh my gosh, all these people are gonna know about it. They're <laughs> gonna be watching." <laughs> Quaint old
1: days of twenty thousand followers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I would, I um, but I was always nervous about it and I all that's something that I actually struggle with and I struggled in college and junior golf it's just I get so nervous for tournaments because it's it's what I love to do it it's it's my everything and you know it's it's disappointing when you work so hard at something and you're out there every day for hours and you put everything you have into it and sometimes you just you're just not there and that's kind of the reality that I was facing in. I had some post around comments of, you know, I was going to reevaluate everything. And just it's it was just kind of hard for me to put all that hard work into it that I have been putting into it for the last 10 years. And just to not perform to where I expected to, it was, it was hard and it was difficult. And like I said, I was so nervous when I got the invite back in July and I was crying and I was talking to my parents. I was like, I don't know if I can handle this. <laughs> and then, I, it was the same thing right before the tournament so obviously <laughs> I uh, didn't learn much through those three months or so but um, it was the best thing for me to put myself out there and it it took a lot of courage and it took a lot of guts because I knew I was gonna get um, some criticism because I was getting criticism for it and I have kind of throughout all of this but I'm just hoping that people can see that you know, I, I'm genuine about all of this. I'm a good person. Um, I like to have fun. I, I make fun of myself a lot. And hopefully they can see that and not see that, you know, I'm I'm desperate for attention and fame and, you know, all this mm-hmm. stuff because that's not the case at all.
1: Did you have interactions with other players? And I'm sure you had a few, but, like, what was the general reaction when you met players for the first time there?
0: I was extremely intimidated by all of them. Um, so I was just kind of like, walking around my head down and because I was so scared and I didn't know if they were going to accept me or what their reaction was to it but Caron um, Co. came up to me and she was amazing. She was like, it gets easier, it gets better, just keep at it, like you're doing a good job and Carly Booth, she also was very supportive and I um, did a clinic and um, Charlie Hall and Sophia Popov, they were all like so sweet and so nice and I had so many players come up to me and were just like it's okay, <laughs> you know, you're allowed to be nervous and it's your first pro tournament and to not let it affect you and also the girls I played with, Clara and Maria were amazing. They were they cuz obviously they could tell I was very nervous and you know, they were like you're you're okay, you're doing well, <laughs> you know, just keep it going and You know, they were awesome to play with. And that was so great to see that, you know, there were some girls that were very supportive and, you know, could see that i was struggling and i was nervous and they were there for me you. yeah
1: that's that's uh that's got to be encouraging so like a year ago let, let's back up for a second so you're a college golfer a good college golfer i mean you had you know some all-conference type honors so it's not like you're this <laughs> it's a fluke but what were your expectations uh, yeah. of what your post-college life would be like and how has that changed based on yeah sort of all this attention you've received
0: yeah <laughs> um so i had a pretty good junior golf career and then when I went to college, I had pretty high expectations of where I wanted my game to be and where I wanted to go with it. And um, turning pro was when I went in my freshman year, that was the main goal I wanted to develop as a player so I could go on tour. I kind of had a hard college career. I ended up transferring from University of Arizona to San Diego State. And through that process, I lost a lot of my confidence. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really believe in my game. And I kind of stopped focusing so much on golf and started focusing on um, academics and I was team captain and I was also um, the representative in SAC, which are, is our student advisory committee for mm-hmm. athletes. And so I kind of was doing a lot of other things and I was still obviously playing golf, but it wasn't like my main focus. And my game suffered a little bit through all of that. And when I, my very last college tournament, I actually didn't think I was going to play golf again. Um, Cause it just wasn't in, I didn't see it in my future, I didn't know if I'd be good enough or if I wanted to do it. Cause I know it's a very hard life lifestyle that you, you know, traveling and playing all the time and financially. Um, my parents have never had a lot. So I always had to like work all through like junior golf. I had to work to support my golf. And so money was also kind of an issue for me mm-hmm. as well. And so there was all these factors that went into it. And I took about a week off after I graduated and I didn't touch the clubs, and I was like, I'm miserable. <laughs> I, I miss it. I miss competing. I miss that feeling. I miss the, you know, golf is such a love-hate relationship with me, but I love it more than anything. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start golf again. And so I decided that I was going to put everything into it and um, try it out because I knew if I didn't try playing golf professionally, I was going to regret it for the rest of my
1: life. Right. And at the same time, while this is happening, obviously, like, you're celebrity – I guess via Instagram more than anything, has taken off. So what was the first moment for you where you realized, wow, this is kind of spun beyond what I thought it would be?
0: Um, <laughs> I won the Colorado Match Play Tournament. Right. And I was checking my phone right after that, and I didn't know what was going on because um, I was getting, like, a ton of followers, and I turned to my mom, and I'm like, Mom, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm getting all these followers on Instagram. And she's like, what's the Instagram? She had no idea. (laughs) And so (laughs) um, I had a couple friends text me, and they said that someone wrote an article about me on Full Frat Move, which is, you know, in the college, that's, you know, like a huge website. Like, everyone kind of knows about that. And in that moment, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Like, (laughs) it's it's going everywhere. So my friends started texting me. And that was kind of the moment. And that was the first thing that happened, too. But I, I, from there, I was like, oh, gosh, because um, just from that one article, I gained so many followers. And it was just kind of like a snowball effect from there. And um, I didn't really know what to do. I just kind of like put my phone down for a little bit and took a couple deep breaths. And I was like, oh, I don't know what to do now. <laughs> I guess <laughs> it's just going to go viral.
1: <laughs> What's your parents? How have they reacted to all of this?
0: You know, my friends and my family—they just kind of laugh about it because they know how I am, and um, I'm painfully shy. And <laughs> people don't believe that right. uh, because of the pictures I post. But I—I'm just—I'm very shy. It's hard for me to public speaking is one of my biggest fears and so they're they're laughing at me basically because i have to do everything and i'm so scared of every single day in front of all these people it is like wow that sucks like <laughs> you gotta do that now but um it, it's great that i get to face my fears every day and i'm so fortunate that i am in this position that i get to do this you know because most people you know don't get this opportunity so i am very lucky and mm-hmm. very blessed and i'm trying to Focus on that side of it. And my parents are always trying to, you know, if I do get a little negative or I do, you know, say something here or there, they're like, well, you can quit if you want. You know, you can, you have the choice, you have the control in your future and you can do what you want. So focus on the positive and try to be as happy as you can because you're lucky to be in this position.
1: From a golf standpoint, you know, when you either, maybe you noticed this in college, but I'm sure it kind of crystallized last week when you were playing. When you compare yourself to, you know, seasoned professionals. Where are the biggest gaps in your game?
0: Consistency, I think. Um, and they handle themselves emotionally better on the golf course. Like I said, I let the nerves affect me, and I I feel like a couple of the shots I hit um, were just solely from nerves and. They know how to react under pressure because they've been in that situation a lot more than I have been in mm-hmm. and they just do everything a little bit better. You know, like I'll, I'll miss the green and not get up and down, but they'll get up and down or I'll hit a wedge shot to 10 feet. They'll hit it to five feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll miss the putt. They'll make the putt. So there's always just those strokes there that, um, I need to work on just getting consistency with everything. And I just need to play more and I need to get out there and I need to test my game and, um, kind of learn how to play golf.
1: Have you uh, worked with an instructor? Or are you working with a new instructor since all this has sort of taken off?
0: No, I've been working with Scott Watkins. He works out at ASU Carson Golf Club.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I've been working with him for seven years now, and uh, he's great. We work really well together, and um, I haven't seen him since I've been back, since it's only been a couple of days, but <laughs> definitely going to go sit down with him, and we're going to write up a game plan and um, see – what I need to do to actually get my game to
1: the next level and um, what we should work on. So that's that's one side of it, like where you see clearly where there's room for improvement. What's the other side of it, which is where have you received validation that, wow, I can play, you know, I can play this game, I have a future in this game. I don't know if it was one tournament or playing alongside someone where you saw that you weren't that far behind.
0: Yeah. Um, like I said, I had a couple pretty bad holes, but for the most part, I was keeping up with the girls I was playing with and Mm -hmm. I hit a lot of really good shots and, and it was just seeing that it was just like a couple swings here and there, or it was just the pressure that got to me. It's not, you know, I'm, sometimes you read too much into what other people say and you're like, wow, I'm a bad player. You know, you Mm -hmm. start to think you're like a, someone wrote that I was like a 12 handicap. (laughs) i was like oh gosh am i am i that bad right <laughs> um so it's just uh, seeing that you know i actually wasn't that far off and i and i do have game and i mean i played junior golf at a high level and i played college golf at a high level and um it's just there's each step that you have to go and i just started um just turned pro and i'm just starting this, so obviously i have a way to go but i think i can do it and i'm gonna try and Like, I've always said this, too. I may make it and I may not, but I'm putting myself out there to succeed, and hopefully I do. And if I don't, then I gave it my best shot.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I'm curious, like, you had said, you know, one of the biggest mistakes that you made was checking your phone before your first round and sort of getting all this negative feedback, which is perfectly understandable. The other side of it, though, is you obviously received tons of positive feedback, via social media and sort of just attention in general. So where's the balance there? Like, where do you say, I'm going to pay attention to the good and ignore the bad? And how do you manage that on a daily basis?
0: I think it's, you have to take, yes, a lot of people are going to say what they want. They have their opinion. Um, but I'm trying to focus on the positive from the people who matter and the negative from the people who matter. Mm-hmm. So it's the people in my, I guess you could call it my inner circle. So my friends, coaches, people like Christina Kim, who have been there and who have, like I can actually take um, this information and use it, and trying not to just some you know person that I don't know who is somewhere in I don't, know, I don't know Florida who just says I suck. You know that that doesn't help me or it hurts me. So trying to ignore that and take the posit- the positives and the negatives for people who actually do matter, and trying to learn from that and grow from that, but. Definitely not going to look at my phone before the first round. <laughs> uh, I learned that the hard way. <laughs> sure. Because, like I said, people have their own opinions and they have a right to their opinion. My sister said that you could be the juiciest, ripest peach, but there's still going to be people out there who hate peaches, <laughs> and you you just can't you can't help that. And I definitely learned that because I tend to be a people pleaser and I want everyone to like me because <laughs> when I love doing things for other people in the sense that. I love making other people happy and that makes me happy. And it's hard when some people just, you know, say negative things about me if they don't know who I am or know kind of my personality and stuff. And so I'm trying to get over that and be more confident myself and, you know, not not insecure and not getting validation from other people. I need to know that I'm I'm doing the right thing. I'm a good person and not taking the bad too personally. Sure, <laughs>
1: sure. So you have this extremely emotional week last week in Dubai and there's just the kind of fatigue element of traveling halfway around the world so now you're back what's what's the next couple of weeks for you like what's the next big step for you
0: so I'm just gonna enjoy the rest of December with my family and my friends and then but I'm gonna be uh like a, I'm gonna talk to my coach um we're gonna set up a game plan for my game and we're gonna see set up like a schedule for Future tournaments and what I need to play, mm-hmm. and um, work work out a lot, get my body where it needs to be, and I'm more motivated than ever. Um, like I said, I had some pretty depressing post round comments. Yeah. Where I was just like crying. I was like, I don't know going to do this. <laughs> and being super emotional, sure. like really <laughs> over dramatic. But at the moment, like I thought my world was ending and this was it. This is was, <laughs> was the final. But um, I realized that. I, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> right. I need to be more realistic about things, and I'm just really motivated to get back out there and to not let this, you know, defeat me, and um, I feel like I'm a lot stronger as a person, and I feel like that was the biggest thing that I learned um, from the last week, and now it's just to get my game there, and um, I'm, I'm ready for this next year, and hopefully like it goes well.
1: Yeah. What was your uh, childhood like? Did you play golf from a very young age? How did, did you play other sports? I mean, how did you get started in golf?
0: No, I started later. I started when I was 12. Um, you know, you see those kids starting when they're like two at the plastic golf clubs. And that wasn't me. I was an elite gymnast before. So I started gymnastics when I was six and oh, wow. um, was a, yeah, <laughs> I was a pre-elite gymnast when I was 10. So I was in the gym six days a week, seven hours every day. And um, that was kind of my main goal. I wanted to make the Olympics. And I got injured pretty bad a couple times. I fractured my kneecap.
1: Oh, twice,
0: wow. And then, yeah, <laughs> um, had a couple other pretty bad sprained ankles. And after that, I just decided it wasn't, I don't, my body couldn't really handle it. And I was scared that I was going to do something worse than that, you know, like break a neck or a back. Yeah, or, sure. You never know in gymnastics. And,. So I ended up quitting that, and after that, I wanted to do something in sports because my whole family has been around sports forever, and it's just kind of something I'm used to doing. And so my dad said that I should, you know, maybe try try golf. He said I might like it. Mm-hmm. And was your dad uh, a golfer? He, he attempts. He. <laughs> I didn't come from like a golfing family. Right. Um, they were more into like tennis or um, just a t- ton of different sports. So, but my dad would play a little bit, and he was kind of into it. And he was, um, he's just like, I think you'd like it. And I, he was right.
1: So are there any, um, direct correlations between gymnastics and golf? I mean, one thing I think is like, you must have amazing core strength. So that's got to help your golf.
0: Yeah. I think having, you know, the flexibility, the strength, the body awareness helps a lot because I know kind of where my body is and that, um, especially with like short game and stuff, you kind of have touch just from having that strength in like your wrists and just kind of knowing where everything's going and. So that, that definitely helped a lot. And then also, the it, it's so funny because people are like, oh, golf should seem so easy after doing gymnastics. Right. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, I would much rather be doing, like, double backs than making a free put. But there's just something about golf. But I think having that background in gymnastics and kind of pushing my body to the next level and has brought kind of that to golf, too, where... I know I can do certain things, and I know I can mentally push myself, and I think that's also something that really helped me.
1: Did you battle nerves? I mean, I guess you start you stopped gymnastics at a fairly young age, but it sounds like you were still competing at a pretty elite level. So, was were nerves an issue in gymnastics as well?
0: Yeah, it was a different kind of nerves. Though I was more nervous about potentially dying or being paralyzed. Where? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I, I like, can see that. I wasn't, though. <laughs> And, but with golf, it's more, oh, gosh, I don't want to shoot over 80. You know, right. there, there's just this kind of this different thing where I feel like golf is kind of tied more to, like, your ego. And mm-hmm. that sounds so bad, but it just feels so crappy when you play bad with golf. Welcome to my nasty. world, Paige. <laughs> I think everyone can relate to that, right? Right. Where you just, like, want to throw your clubs and just be like, I hate golf. But then the next day you're back out there. but. There's just, it's, golf is just a different animal. And with gymnastics, it was like, you got to get over fear issues. And then once you did that, you could compete. But with golf, it's kind of, you got to get over your mental (laughs) issues.
1: (laughs) So, so I'll let you go as I know you got a bunch of stuff going on today, but let me ask you one other question. So other than not checking your phone before the first round, the next time you play in a pro tournament, what will you do differently than you did last time?
0: So yeah, definitely not checking the phone. (laughs) Um, Being more confident. Um, feeling like you deserve to be there and knowing that you're a good player and just having that kind of confidence um, going out through the round and enjoying playing golf because I have a great job. I get to play golf every day and being realizing how fortunate I am and just trying to enjoy it as much as you can because I was so wrapped up in everything else. I kind of lost you know, sight of what really matters, and that's sure. the love of the game. Sure. And I think I need to get that back. And so next tournament, I'm going to focus on enjoying it and loving being out there. And, you know, I got to play this amazing game every day and just realizing that. And I think that's the most important thing. And uh, I'm going to try to do that next tournament. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Well, that sounds like a pretty good game plan. Well, listen, Paige, very much appreciate the time and, and the honesty about it. We hope to to hear more from you. We should also mention, by the way, that Paige is now on Golf Digest Masthead as a uh, I guess it's social media coordinator. So we can expect to see and hear from Paige more uh, in the coming years. So that's exciting for us.
0: Well, thank you so much uh, for having me today and letting me, you know, have a little therapy session (laughs) in this interview and talk about everything. I really appreciate it so, so much.
1: You'll be receiving my bill in the mail, so no worries. Um, Okay, okay.
0: uh, I'll I'll mail it to you. (laughs) Perfect. Thanks, Paige. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks to Paige Peranek for joining us on today's Golf Digest podcast. Looking forward to next week where we'll be wrapping up the year in golf in 2015. If you haven't already, feel free to give us a rating and review on iTunes, hopefully a positive one. If you don't like the podcast, maybe that's something you should keep to yourself.